Walter. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the next episode of the Frisco Report. We got a lot of news to break down. We'll get right into it. My co-host, Mike, what's going on, Mike? You ready to do this? Let's go, Joe. Let's go. All right, guys. So great podcast coming up for you guys. Like I said, we have a lot of great topics this evening. Uh, first, we're going to talk about a little bit of a Dak Prescott, the contract situation, the, the latest on that. We'll hit up some Zeke news. And, uh, you know, we'll also get – we're going to take a look at the defense, Mike. Is it going to be better this year or – the same or could it even be worse so we're going to take a look at all angles pros cons what to expect and uh give a little bit of a projection for the defense all right everybody and then yep. we're, we're going to close it out with a segment called outside the box all right this is going to be a fun segment uh, i won't give it a right away right now but it's going to be good so without further ado everybody the first topic of the night mike will deck prescott get a long-term deal he just signed his you know franchise tag you know for uh 30 what is he signing up 31.4 million dollars so we know he's gonna be in camp he has to report now um so that's good right but they have till july 15th to get a long-term deal done now my question to you mike should they get a long-term deal done you know should he get it mm. What's your thoughts? I I don't know because you know you can look at this two ways. He signs the contract, it puts the ball back into his court of getting that July fifteenth deadline. But uh, and I'm not even trying to play devil's advocate here, Joe. If he with him signing that deal and July fifteenth doesn't happen, he's still playing. He he's going to get fined. He has to show up. You know what I mean? Yeah. And. The reason why it's hard for me to say, yeah, sign him, lock him in now. It's a whole new offense. It's a whole new head coach. How does he respond to Mike McCarthy? And I honestly think maybe that's what the Cowboys are thinking. Maybe the Cowboys are thinking COVID can play a, a, a revenue hit for next year's salary cap in this too. So I'm looking, I'm looking at all aspects of it. If the Cowboys wanted to get it done, they it already been done, right? But with Mike McCarthy, this new offense, with Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, C.D. Lamb, Zeke, the O-line, Blake Jarwin, all this happening right now, if something was to happen and Dak fails, then you, you, then you could negotiate that deal if you're going to go, going into the 2021 season. So I don't know if he – I don't want to say he doesn't deserve it because he, he's won games under Jason Garrett Ayers, but – I got to make sure this guy knows how to perform under a real head coach. Cause that's how we're looking at Mike McCarthy. Yeah. Yeah. For me, for me, I'm, I'm looking at it as, uh, I see this, I see Dak signing this as a good faith type situation. He's, he's taking the gamble, you know, that he's going to be able to knock it off the park. He got more weapons. Now, you know, we saw what he can do with Amari Cooper, a legit number one. Michael Gallup, you put in CeeDee Lamb into the mix. He's making that that gamble that's okay, if the Cowboys don't want to give me the long-term deal, I'm going to knock it out the park here. And, you know, then what? You know, so for me, 
I know they're talking about a four or five year deal. You know, that's kind of what, you know, the rumor that the discussion is revolving that that's what the snag is for me. I would, I actually wouldn't mind going four year deal. You know, no more legacy contracts of seven and 10 year deals. Those, I think those legacy contracts work well for your offensive linemen. These guys that that play long time in the league, you know, offensive linemen for the most part, are your probably your most durable players on the team. You know, they can play forever into their, you know, mid to late thirties and, and, and quality snaps. Right. So four year deal, you know, you got McCarthy here on a five year deal. So, you know, for me, see where they're at, you know, give them a four year deal. And then if, if, if after year two, you're kind of having reservations, you know, you can you can you can take a draft pick here, okay? Like say, twenty twenty two. I think you would project this, okay? Right here, we're halfway through Dak's contract. We're not really satisfied with where we're at. We got to do something here. Let Mike McCarthy do what he does best and develop somebody. Could it be Ben Benucci? Could he be a Tony Romo type diamond in the rough? We don't know that. You know, it's right. just to be determined. And. uh but that, that's kind of where I'm looking at it. That's kind of what I, I hope happens. I hope it's a four-year deal for me personally. Just I think it protects both sides. But I do understand your side of, of the coin, Mike. For yeah, sure. absolutely. And just before I get my neck ripped off by Cowboy fans that are you know <laughs> like Dak. You know, I, I like Dak. But it and, and Dak's team should say, you know what? Let's not extend it yet. They just loaded you up on offense. You know, they got, they got a, a hybrid tight end. Esk and, and Blake Jarwin. They gave you C.D. Lamb. You, you could blow the roofs off this play. What did he have, 31 touchdowns last year or something like that? So if he has 35, 38 touchdowns with this new offense, it gives him more leverage to get that Patrick Mahomes money. And it gives Cowboy fans who are like, maybe he don't deserve that deal, a little bit more confidence saying, you know what? Get him where he needs to go. He got us to an NFC championship. Our offense was number one by miles right? Zeke and Pollard are hit, hitting on all cylinders. Pay the man 2021, ink the deal up. It doesn't matter. There's a huge gamble there. And I, and I think the Dak's team might, might see that. Yeah. I think at the end of the day too, they got to look at uh, the guaranteed money. You know, we saw what they did with Amari Cooper's contract. It looks like a five-year deal right on the surface, but taking a closer look at it, the Cowboys do have that leeway, that ejection button after year two. So it's almost like a two-year contract, but they, they fronted a lot of that money to Amari Cooper, right? I wouldn't mind them doing something like that. If they go the five-year route, give they need to have some sort of ejection button just in case, you know? I, of course, they're going to give that money. They're going to front-load it with the guarantees. Dak's going to come out of this sitting pretty no matter what. But the Cowboys, they do need to protect themselves. But I think the... The thing that I that I'm really um, optimistic about is Mike McCarthy. You know, a lot of fans are still shell shocked about Jason Garrett. You know, and they're they're shy. They're they're kind of, you know, trying to get out of their foxholes. You know, some of these fans are still not confident that we're going to win more than eight games. You know, I've seen predictions eight and eight, nine and seven. Like, come on, man. Look at the talent. Look what Mike McCarthy does. If, I mean, if we do bad like that, something catastrophic happened. We lost Zeke, we lost Dak, and Andy Dalton can't move the team. 
So, you know, something catastrophic is going to have to happen for us to, to, you know, not have a very successful season. Um, but the quarterback is like one of the biggest parts to a team's success. You know, you, you see the numbers they talk about, you know, uh, certain cap percentages, top 10 quarterbacks that they, they make it to the playoffs at the Super Bowl they're on smaller deals and they, and they're able to get it done. And then, you know, they talk about these contracts that are really big, not so much. So, you know, is that a coincidence or is there something to that? And what do you think about that, Mike? Do you think there's something connected to the price of a player versus them getting into the Super Bowl? Well, that's why the NFL is so competitive, Joe, because they do have a salary cap. You can't allocate those dollars to one player. You, the, the, the NFL salary cap is made so you don't have 22 superstars, 11 on this side, 11 on that side. Yeah. And so it makes sense to me, you know, if, if you allocate dollars everywhere across your board, uh, maximize that talent all through those 22 guys playing on offense and on defense, it makes sense to me that if, if you have a smaller window for your quarterback, who takes up? what, 30% of your salary cap anyway, then it, it's going to benefit you because you do you want a – so let's say Dak signs, uh, you know, a four-year deal, five-year deal, and then whoever we just drafted in the first round, C.D. Lamb, right? C.D. Lamb comes through. Yes, that Mar- – okay, Amari Cooper will take – will leave and C.D. Lamb will take that money, but let's say they took um, – Amari Cooper's money, gave it to the defense side of the ball. Now it's time for CeeDee Lamb to get paid after his, you know, fifth-year option and stuff. Dak Prescott's taking all this salary cap up. You know, do you want an aging quarterback or do you want a, a wide receiver that's still in its prime? You, and, well, you know, God knows what the running back position will look like then too. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. you you, you got to allocate those dollars all over the place and not just in one, one, one position, not just the quarterback position, but one position. Yeah, well said. You know, it's all about – cap management, roster management. Hopefully the Cowboys have learned something along the way, you know. Uh, just when you think they're learning, you know, how to handle this thing, they come out with some something crazy, whether it's a crazy trade or a, a big bloated contract. So we'll see how, how they handle this. It's a little bit of a landmine, especially with what's going on in the world right now with the COVID and all that kind of crap. So um, shifting gears here, let's talk about his teammate. The workhorse running back, Ezekiel Elliott, Getting news here that he, uh, you know, still has the COVID, but he's dealing with it relatively well, not having the adverse side effects um, and that kind of thing. What's your thoughts on that, Mike? How do you feel about him, where he's going to be physically for training camp and the season getting through this hey, COVID? I mean, it's good news. You know, I mean, a hundred over 120,000 Americans died with this illness already. Um, and, and you look at the, the metrics of it, it's 65 and older. And then there's a, a 35 to 35 year gap where you're seeing a lot of deaths there too. And uh, I, I think it's great news. I, I think that uh, Zico Elliott, you know, will be ready for training camp as soon as a negative test comes back. Um, you know, how's his strength? How's his conditioning? Did this allow him to do any type of cardio work or anything like that to get those lungs flowing? You know, what? Because it's a respiratory infection, right? Yeah. What what did that do to his lungs? You know, did it scar yeah. any tissue? Uh, you know, did it mess up anything in the esophagus? 
you know, that there's a lot that plays into this. But if he's feeling normal, he's feeling great, maybe, just maybe it didn't mess up anything for Zeke. And I, and I think he'll be ready to go. Yeah, that, that's the biggest thing from this is the scarring of the lung tissue. And I think a lot of that is in uh, some of these more extreme cases where these people have a really bad infection. They have to get oxygen. I think when you see it like that, then, yeah, there's probably some of that. But as long as he's not needing the oxygen tank and his, his oxygen numbers are above 90, I think we're in the clear with that. What, I, what I'm hoping that a lot of these players are doing is exercising their lungs, you know, they're talking about um, we see MMA players and boxers do this with elevation training. You know, they, they train up in the hills and big bear um, up in the mountains to, you know, acclimate their lungs and gives them more stamina. Right. So this can be reproduced, you know, at, at regular sea level, you know, with 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 masks. They call them elevation masks. Some some of them are really advanced and it gives you that that simulation that you're uh you're in the mountains, you know, and it really works out your lungs. So I'm hoping that the trainers and these kinds of guys are implementing something like that for these guys just to get them prepared, you know, and, and have that full capacity, that, that lung strength, you know, for, for the season. It doesn't hurt to do it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And Zeke had a few comments here. He said, uh, Hey, I hope we play. I want to let you know, I hope that, you know, we have a season, no. but it has to be right. It has to. We got to put our the health of the players and the coaches and support staff first. I think that's important. I would say I had maybe one or two days where I felt symptoms, and even then it wasn't too bad. I, I had a cough and uh, a little bit of shortness of breath. But uh, now I would say I feel 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 good. I feel normal. Um, still can't work out. I gotta wait until uh, I could have went and got retested uh, this week. Um, I just decided, I mean, it won't hurt just to, to wait another week and uh, just give myself more time to uh, rest up. But uh, I feel good. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. And, that, and that's where the, everything is at right now. You know, we're, this is all, uh, we're, everybody's in no man's land. You know, we're, we're having spikes all over the country. Here in Texas, we're experiencing a major outbreak right now. So, We'll see how that affects things. Hopefully, the Cowboys are still on course to practice at the star. They're going to have to tighten that up, though. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's going to be even stricter. Probably no cameras, nobody, you know? <laughs> you know, so we're going to have to really probably get uh, information from, you know, DallasCowboys.com. You know, I, I don't think they'll have NFL Network crew out there or ESPN or these guys. It's going to, you know, for the Cowboys fans, I think we're going to really rely on the you know, the, uh, the mothership on DallasCowboys.com, you know, because they're, it's going to be restricted in, in my opinion. Uh, hopefully it is, you know? So that being said, Mike, let's go ahead and talk about, we talked about the offense, Dak and Zeke here. Let's shift gears to the defense now. Okay. For 2020, let's look at all angles here real quick. Do you feel that the defense is going to be better this season? The same or does it possibly take a step back? What are your concerns? What are you, what are you pumped about? How do you feel about the defense here, Mike? I'll start with what I'm pumped about. I'm pumped that these corners will be able to turn their heads and not get a butt chewing. Yeah. I'm, I'm pumped that we're, we're going to change a lot of things up and not just run high school football plays on the defense side of the ball. Yeah. Um, you know, I want them to disguise coverage. They weren't able to do that in the last era. 
I, I want them to disguise blitzes. I, I want them to blitz a lot more. You know, I, I, I'm excited to see what Mike Nolan can bring. And just the coaching staff that he brought with him. Uh, I think Leon Lett is the only guy on the defense side of the ball that stayed right. uh, from the last era. And, I mean, Leon Lett has a winning mentality. So, I don't even know, was, was he even processing what Ron Marinelli and Chris Richard was even trying to, t- you know, schematically teach him to teach to the players? You know, I mean, he came from winning mentality. You know what I mean? So, it's going to be great to, to see, you know, how Tank Lawrence adapts to this. You know, what can Gerald McCoy, Dontarian Poe, Alden Smith, what, what would he look like? There's so many optimisms going in. And I don't think there's more concerns. There's more of those questions, Joe. How's HaHa Clinton Dix going to look? Because when he was a Redskin, he didn't look great, especially against the Cowboys. Um, and, I sure. mean, he had oh, yeah. an okay season against the Chicago Bears. Uh, Leighton Vanderesh, how's his neck? You know, does you know this delay of COVID help him rehab more, get those neck muscles stronger? Um, you know, Jalen Smith, where's his confidence level at? He didn't have a great season, but he didn't have a really bad season either. But you don't celebrate on first and 10 touchdowns. You don't swipe on, on first and 10 tackles. You know what I mean? So, uh, Anthony Brown, you know, he took a team-friendly deal. What's he going to look like? A uh, lot of competition at the corners. But it's no, there's no more concern than there is questions for me, Joe. Yeah, I think that's I think that's well said. Um, I feel the same way about this this defense as well. A lot of optimism, like you said. Um, I mentioned this in the video, Martin. You know, Cowboys had 39 sacks last season, and again 39 sacks the season before. So for me, the Cowboys to for this defense to take the next level, you got to have that second double-digit sack artist in in uh, 2018. Double-digit sack artist was D-Law. We didn't have that other presence. We didn't have another guy that could get double digits. Last year, it was Quinn. He was the double-digit guy. And, you know, we saw, you know, uh, Lawrence have some issues. Not that he had a bad season. He plays He plays the run. Probably, he's probably top three defensive end, maybe number one even. You know, he, he plays the run better than any defensive end here. You know, um in the league so you got to take the the stats here with the marcus one but i think for the, for the team to get to that next level on defense you gotta have two double digit sack artists so hopefully it's lawrence and hopefully it's allen smith kicking it in gears and you know kicking in all cylinders and you know randy gregory he'll be in the mix hopefully we know that right now he has in fact applied for reinstatement it's in the hands of Goodell so we're gonna see where that where that's gonna go but you do have new talent coming in here you know you got uh, Bradley and I I think he'll be a DPR player you know uh, pass rushing downs and that kind of thing you don't really want to you don't really want him out there playing the run he does he does good he does good but that long range speed he the pursuit the angles it's not quite there for a nine pin his ears back let him get around that that uh that tackle and he can go to work you know he can be a vital piece to this defense and uh that the middle of the defense mike you know this is something that we've talked about for a couple seasons now soft but now what do we call these guys mike what have we been calling baconators baconators we have them now we have the baconators the double baconators and um it's an um, it's an improvement so you got to feel better with that 
Gerald McCoy, yeah, he's not the young at his prime level, but he still has enough pop. He was productive last season with with the Panthers. You know, so he'll I, get I you like, five sacks a year. Yeah, he'll get you five, and that's that's you know fine. You know, I think that's that's a good sweet spot for a defensive tackle, especially at this age. I think for me, I see McCoy as a as a Julius Peppers. Julius Peppers kind of you know bounced around there from Green Bay to the Bears and back to the Panthers but he was still very productive in his back end of his career Hall of Fame career pretty much in the, the day I think he's a Hall of Famer McCoy has yeah. that opportunity you know he's 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 leaned up I think he's going to be even quicker off the snap and Gallimore you know I don't think enough people are talking about Gallimore he's the one that I'm really looking forward to we talked about his speed he gets after, you know, he's one, he was one of the faster big men, you know, that nimble bear. <laughs> that's, that's Gallimore. He's going to get after these guys. You know, you, you think of a bear, these guys can run fast and get after people, you know, you can't outrun a bear. And I think that's how I see Gallimore, man. He's going to get after these people and collapse the pocket. And that's what uh-huh. Clinton Dix just outran him. two bears. Did you see yeah, that? I did see that. <laughs> I did see that. I would have done the same thing. I I, I probably would have ran a four two forty. <laughs> you know, there is no way, man. <laughs> there is yeah. no way you want to mess with those guys. Those guys get on you quick, you know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. You mentioned how Clinton Dix. I think um, there's optimism there, but you make a great point that you know if we're being completely honest. And that's a problem that some fans have. They fall in love with. He was a first-round pick, Alabama. and then Mike got, McCarthy. Mike yeah. McCarthy. But you do have to take a step back, right? You got to look at what has he done? Why has he bounced around? Why didn't he stick around in Green Bay? So there's a lot to it. Could he be another George Iloka? Gets a lot of fanfare. And at the end of the day, doesn't even make the team. Is that a possibility? You just never know. I'm not saying that can happen, but we have seen this happen before where – they sign a player and everybody jumps on board like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we got this guy. Let me, let me do a highlights video on this guy and this and that. And then the guy doesn't even make the team. So let's not pencil or pin him in. Let's see what the competition is because, you know, that's what, that's what we've been talking about, Mike, this whole off season, the roster churn. This Mike McCarthy wants to put his thumbprint on here. He doesn't want to keep, the same people in here that weren't getting it done. He He's had the whole year to study the Cowboys, and he's told us that he's done that. He's looked at the analytics. Yeah. He's looked at the weaknesses of this team. So he already kind of knows, you know, who's on thin ice. Who, if they don't show anything this year, uh, you know, we're going to go with the guy who's going to play. Could it be Donovan Wilson, Mike? Could it be Xavier Woods and Donovan Wilson? Could it be somebody come out of nowhere, a Luther Kirk? You know, maybe he has a fantastic camp. Who knows? What do you think about the free and the strong safety position? Everybody's talking about, and we'll get into this here in a minute, but what, what's your gut feeling on what's going to happen at the end of the day at the safety position, Mike? Well, Xavier Woods is going to win that free safety spot, hands down. He's in a contract year. History shows if you wear a star on your helmet and your contract's back to, about to expire, you, you, go, make, you go make plays. And I, with this new scheme and these new disguises and Xavier Woods being very vocal, it's it's crazy how different it is uh, playing ball for the, for this for this new era. 
I, I think it's really going to benefit a guy who was a ball hawk at Louisiana Tech. Yeah. You know, that's that's when watching, you know, Xavier Woods, watching that film at Louisiana Tech, I mean, this guy has a knack for football. And then, yes, t- competition is key for that strong safety position. I don't want just a box safety. I, wa- I want a, a strong safety that can cover a tight end, you know, whether it's Rob Gronkowski, whether it's, you know, Ingram in his prime, Jason Witten is, I want a, I want a, a strong safety that can do everything. Charles yeah. Woodson-esque, you know what I mean? Where they can cover that tight end, they can play box, they can give your Cheeto Bay Woozley high, uh, help high on the top, you know. And Donovan Wilson, I see a lot of traits where he can do that. He, he's he, he's long, he's strong, um, he's sticky. We we've seen him. He has a knack for foot for for the football being in the air. We've seen that uh, ball control, hand eye coordination. Donovan Wilson has a great opportunity here because he still has. Restricted tenders coming up. Haha, Clinton Dix just has one year. Go make a name, Donovan Wilson. Yeah, and I, I love the Donovan Wilson story because we saw that he was having a, a meteoric rise. You know, it was exciting to see the preseason games when you knew, oh, man, this guy's going to get the ball. He would get it. He would make an interception. He, he knew how to play that ball. He followed the eyes of the quarterback. It would sit in the zone. He, he just had a, a natural ability you know and and he gets his coach he gets his Aggies coach here on the staff now so I think that's another bonus for him you know you mentioned LVE Mike let's 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 expand on that so LVE the neck Jalen Smith uh, Sean Lee so this trio of players I think is going to be possibly the most vital part of this defense you know these are the guys that are running around chasing down you know some of your running backs and you know, in some cases, I have to make coverage plays and uh, or even make blitzes. So, I think if you're talking about Leighton Van Der Esch and Jalen Smith, you know, like we've said this, how's that net going to hold up? I'm interested to see how they how they handle him in um, in training camp. Is he going to even practice? You know, he said he's 100%. He's ready to go. We're going to find out if, if we get reports here that, that he's sitting out and, you know, on the sidelines and this and that, um, then it's not, then that's not the case. You know, do they want to bubble wrap him? I don't know. I, I think you've got to take precautions on it. You know, we are talking about someone's neck. So, I mean, if he's sitting out two weeks into, into practice, I'm okay with that because we're talking about his neck. You know, you don't want to rush things hurt him in the future, will it require another surgery? Hmm. L- let him get on the cords, let him ease him back to work, let him get that first contact, you know, maybe two, three weeks in and see how he feels and, and go from there, you know? And depending on how this season plays out, if it's going to get delayed, pushed out, whatever, it could benefit everybody in the long run. And LVE, number one, could really benefit from it, Joe. LVE, Leighton Van Der Esch. I think Luke Gifford might be the one wild card in this whole linebacker group because you know like like you said you know they, they might have to sit LVE out precautionary um, and they do the same with Sean Lee you know his, he's got yeah. hamstring issues and that kind of thing so Luke Gifford he's another one that looked really good he, I, he he gave me that same feeling that Donovan Wilson gave me where it's like this is a young player came out of nowhere and he's getting after it he's earning that star you know 
these are the players that you want on the team, the ones that want to go and grab that roster spot. And I feel that Luke Gifford has that in him. And um, yeah, man, if, if, if these guys have to sit out, those stops are going to really be vital for his career progression for Luke Gifford. And yeah, he's got the size, he's got the speed and um, he can play that ball, can play the run. He could be the future there for, for one of these players, you know, Sean Lee or whatever. So I'm hoping, and I think the Cowboys are hoping that that's the case. You don't want to have to keep investing high picks at the linebacker position if you don't need to. You know what I mean? Oh, I know. You know, and knowing is half the battle. Knowing is half the battle. That's what we're here for you guys here at the Frisco Report, covering all angles. You know, the, the pros and cons. We don't want to be the homers that just give you a bunch of fluff like, ah, yeah, yeah, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, and we're going <laughs> to we're gonna be fine. So, Mike, the next topic here that we want, that we want to hit up is the, the conversation of the day, the one that doesn't seem to want to go away, and that is the safety position. So we're going to do a little outside-the-box thinking in this segment. It is called outside the box okay everybody is zeroed in tunneled vision in on the jamal adams trade in likelihood to be 100 percent honest i just I, I don't see it happening I, well do i want him on this team i would love to have jamal adams i think he's like you said one of those guys that can cover not a box safety this guy will hit the crap out of you but he will cover you and do well at it so he's a really good one but i, I just don't see it happening for for the picks that they're going to want, you know, but Mike, <coughs> that being said, let's think outside the box. Let's get away from zeroing in on a player. Is there anybody else that you think the Cowboys should consider trading offense, defense to shore up the roster? Well, my player, the only way you trade for him is, it, is, is if you feel like he can slip away uh, in free agency. My guy, is Buda Baker, the Arizona Cardinals. He doesn't have any interceptions. Uh, he, he is a smaller, stockier, free, uh, strong safety. Uh, that, you know, that's that's what we – Cowboy fans who play general manager, that's position that they've been trying to fill for years, right, is that free – is that strong safety position. And I, I think Buda Baker coming in here, if they trade for him, I don't even know if he'll be, you know, that expensive. He kind of underperformed – with the Cardinals, but fresh start players, schematics, all that can help a player rejuvenate careers. And uh, that would be my guy. And I mean, he, 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 like I said, he's underperformed. He's played in 36, 36 games. Um, he's been eligible for 46 of them. And it just really hasn't worked out for Arizona. I, I think maybe a third or a fourth round pick will get him over here. And I think you could plug and play him. Work with Mike Nolan. Work with our with our defensive back coaches, and he might be able to turn this team around on the back end. Yeah, and and that's a great name that I've been talking about as well. You know, Buda Baker, Washington safety. You know, drafted by the Cardinals. Um, you know, he had an outstanding rookie season for five ten. You know, um, a scrappy player. You know, he he reminds me of a of an Orlando Scandrick back in his prime, but you know, at the safety position, obviously. Um, I wouldn't mind that, you know, and he, you know, do they franchise tag him? I, I don't know. I don't know that the Cardinals would do that. They might let him walk. He wants yeah. Eddie Jackson type of money. So Eddie Jackson, 
that's big money. You know, a lot of these safeties, they're driving up the market. You know, we, we talk about the market value. A lot of, a lot of people get uproared about, you know, the, the price tag that Dak Prescott might potentially make. That's just what the market is. You know, uh, if Eddie Jackson got this amount of money and you're seeing Buda Baker as a comparable type of player who gives you that type of production, tackling people all over the place, then that's what the market might be. But <clears throat> if you want to talk about, you know, shoring up the defense, a lot of it for years has been the safety position. Yeah. And for me, yeah. there's a couple of players I like. I think um, I think you could do something with uh, Marcus Williams, second round pick for the Saints. I think you're talking about the same price range, though. Th- these are premium safeties that a lot of people are not really talking about. Could he be had? Could you make a trade for that guy? You know, is he in the long-term plans for the Saints? If not, maybe the Saints will will have a... Maybe they'll listen to some trades, you know, for him. Marcus Williams, check him out. Really good safety there for the Saints. Uh, Keanu Neal uh, for the Atlanta Falcons. I think there's some ties there with Mike, but with Mike Nolan. Uh, the thing about Neal, he's had two injuries last two seasons, kind of knocked him out. Would that drive the price down a little bit? You know, um, he'll hit free agency in 2021. So he's 24 years old. <clears throat> Typically what I like to do, and I think I've, I've, you've seen this with uh, with with uh, Will McClay, when he, he, he wants to add some players here that, that still have some youth to them to see if he can resurrect careers and get something out of them. And I think you can do that with with a player like that with a player like Buda Baker. I think he's like 25, yeah. right? That's a good age. Keanu Neal, he's young. Uh, Marcus Williams, he's got youth to him. So you, you can get a, another, you can do, give him an extension and you'll get something out of it and you won't have to draft somebody at safety. Cowboys seem to be allergic drafting safeties, you know? Uh, yeah. I, I mentioned Hufanga out of USC as a possibility towards the end of the first round. Keep an eye on that one there for USC. Uh, could they look at somebody a little bit older, a little bit longer in the tooth, like a Harrison Smith from the Vikings? You know, we have George Edwards here now for the Cowboys on the staff. Would he want to bring him in here and shore up the safety position? Harrison Smith, excellent, excellent safety. Cover, pass deflections is his game. Uh, he's a really good free safety, but he, he can get in the scrum as well. So he's a well-rounded safety. But he is 31. But then you start talking about this roster and shoring it up. You know, could you get him here on a trade for? I think you could get Harrison Smith in here for a cheap deal. Yeah, probably get him in here for cheap and instant leader, captain, and he can you know lead that that secondary. You know, if if you're not completely sold on on these safeties. You know, and, and that's what part of this evaluation process is going to be for Mike McCarthy. You know, he's not married to ha-ha Clinton Dix. Yes, he right. drafted him. But at the end of the day, if if you can get better, I think Mike McCarthy will have no problem saying, hey, you know, let's take a look at this. George, George Edwards likes Harrison Smith. He's available for cheap. Bring him in here. You know, we can get two or three years out of him possibly. You know, 31, like I said, he's not old. Um, obviously, you would like him to be younger, but he's he's kind of at that age range where if we're talking about the Cowboys trying to make a run here, 
within the next two years, that fits that category. Get somebody that you can get at least two years out of them. Make that run. Make him be a, a part of that. So a lot of players here that we talked about, Mike, I like your, your pick, yeah. Buda Baker. If, uh, if I had to go with the player long in the tooth, Joe, yeah, my mind would be Sean Williams. Right now he's playing with the Cincinnati Bengals. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's 29. You know, you brought up Anthony Harris. Uh, you know, he had – Sean Williams had his best career in 2018 with five interceptions and 110 total tackles uh, combined, right? So, seven years, entering his eighth. You want to trade for a guy like Sean Williams, he can get you some production. Uh, probably better than Jeff Heath and Ha Ha Clinton Dix there. So, long in the tooth guy for me would be Sean Williams from Cincinnati. There you go, man. And that and that's really what we wanna we wanna pound the table for, guys. Is let's not get you know tunnel vision on one player. It happened last year with Earl Thomas. Happened. It happens almost every year, right? The Cowboys come out here and they do make a trade for somebody. So think about think go out there, guys, and and look at these these rosters. Obviously, there's a lot more players that they could have interest in. Maybe, maybe they like a tight end. You know, maybe they like a uh, Maybe they like like a John Ross, the the Bengals, you know, uh, first round bust. He's got the speed. He could give you some pop in the return game. Maybe they throw a, a six rounder for him. You can get that guy super cheap, right? So <clears throat> think about these types of deals. This is the type of deals that the Cowboys would do. Somebody that's kind of not really meshing well with their current team. Cowboys can pick them off for cheap, plug them in, and then see what they can do. Rock and roll with, with, with that, you know, with that guy. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was a great discussion there. And, you know, yeah, I'm a Cowboy fan, everybody gets locked in on one key player. But, you know, you got to look outside the box, as Joe called this segment. And, you know, go get you some – go cherry pick some favorites. You know, don't just stumble on one because it's the most popular name. So, I think that was a great discussion. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mike, great discussion. Uh, great topics here for you guys. I hope you guys – let us know in the comments – you know, whether you're catching this on the podcast on iTunes or if you're catching it on YouTube, let us know in the comments. Who do you have out there that 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 nobody's talking about that you wouldn't mind cherry picking off and adding to the Cowboys? You know, offense, defense, let us know in the comments because don't be surprised if the Cowboys make a move like that. You know, yeah, could happen. You know, they've done it before. So let us know in the comments. Mike, let everybody know where they can find you. If they haven't already, I recommend that you do. But, Mike, let these guys know where they can find you at. Yeah, Dallas Cowboy Football News on YouTube and on Facebook. DCF News 1 on Twitter, guys. Give me a follow. Give me a DM. That's the only way the conversation starts. On my YouTube channel this whole entire week, I'm doing a series called Let's Catch Up. i already done one with Fifth Quarter Cowboys, Space Cowboys 17. And now, tomorrow at noon, I'm going live with Tyson, the West Coast Cowboy. Uh, to, to for the middle of the week. So make sure you catch that. Let's catch up series, guys. There's a playlist for it, too, if you missed the other two. Definitely catch that. Lots of great guests on, on Mike's channel there. I, I, I like those guys there. Space Cowboys is a good one. Um, and everybody that he's talked to so far, great series, Mike. Um, also, we got to give a shout-out to that jersey that you're wearing there. That's CD yeah. Lamb. Look at yeah. that. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Gotta get it. I gotta, I gotta, gotta get it. I gotta get me one. I'm just like, I gotta get it, man. You know what? I've seen like the uh, the alternate one too. I, I don't know if it's. I guess it's the throwback one. That looks freaking crazy good. Like, sweet, sweet, sweet. Yeah, 
I'm just happy I get to wear 88 again. Yeah. 88, man. Yeah. Such an, an iconic uh, jersey for the Cowboys and for CD Lamb to to step up to the challenge. I think he sees it as, as a challenge, so pumped about that. But that's it, guys. You can find me here, obviously, if, if you're catching this on podcast. Um, Cowboys blog. Cowboys blog net on Twitter and Cowboys blog on Instagram. So hit us up. Hit up Mike's channel. Give him, give him, show him some love over there. And uh, that's it, guys. We will catch you next week for the next episode of the Frisco Report. Remember to catch us on the webpage, www.thefriscoreport.com and on Twitter at the Frisco Report. All right, guys. But that's all we have for right now. We will catch you for the next episode. Peace.